Hey, what's going on, man? Yo, what's up? Man, this is three weeks in a row, man. This is for sure a record. The, the, my body doesn't know what to do. My my whole my whole streaming system almost shut down because it doesn't it's it, it, it never gets this kind of work. At least at least not for not for uh, on the weekends. Like it's used to Zoom calls during the week, but it's like, what are you doing? Why are you taxing my system? I mean, this is yeah, this is a modern record for uh, Trailblazing. So I, I you know, I only think we good owe things ourselves to come. Here. Only good things. Only good things. So if y'all uh, are listening, keep tuning in. All, all, all four of y'all, and two of them are related to us, and the other two are props. Right. <laughs> all well, and then we add Whitney. So was that? Yeah. Five? Hey, shout out to Whitney. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Whitney. She is like our first, probably our first loyal. That's right. Non, and see, here's the thing. Listener. If you listen and you tell us, we're going to invite you on the show. Whitney's coming on the show here. Right. Uh, here real soon. So this is what happens when you listen and let us know. It, or it, I mean, that, that could feel like a threat. That could scare people from commenting on the show. Because they're like, oh, man, if I, if I comment, that I listen to an episode, they're going to invite me to be on. So I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, comment at your own risk, rate, yeah. review, and subscribe, because if you do any of those things, you will likely become a Trailblazing contributor. That's right. At some point. You'll be a Trailblazing acolyte. Yeah. <laughs> Trailblazingite. Tra Ooh, a Trailblazingite. Man, we're doing too much. We are doing way, we are doing way too much. I just call people Trailblazers. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's better. Don't, don't sue but, us, Dame. Don't sue us, Dame. But if you're going to be a trailblazer, like you can, there are giving levels. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is where it's, why all of a sudden did you turn into a televangelist? <laughs> all of, <laughs> I mean, I'm evangelical to my bones. I, I, I might do an altar call here in a minute at the end of our show. <laughs> the doors of the church are open. Yes. <laughs> Yes, even virtual church, the doors are open. The but, stream is open. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think there are a lot of churches, though, Dave, that wouldn't be open to you or, or me at this uh, point. Clearly. I mean, man, I bet you right now, I, with all that's happened this past week, I bet you there are some, there are some churches in, all across America right now that are feeling a certain kind of way. <laughs> about their their new deity um and being under attack donald trump don't this is not a good week for the former president man i mean we're just gonna jump right in huh let's just get so, let's get into it man so 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 what happened to the orange deity well uh let's see according to him his well not i mean his estate mar-a-lago uh, -huh. uh was he would say raided by the FBI, um, his beautiful home, right? His Isn't beautiful that what home. he said? His beautiful, his beautiful home, beautiful. It's but it's also a business, right? He, uh, yeah, he got raided, and and then the next day he had to give a deposition <laughs> <laughs> to the state of New York. I mean, I can't think of. I mean, what he had it, that was like all within the context of twenty four hours. Yeah, man. The FBI yeah. seized documents. The people's documents, by the way, not just documents. They weren't 
looking for random emails or laptops. <clears throat> they were actually looking for classified and in some cases top secret. Dude, like the government documents. First, can I just say, like, you would think that the at the height of our government, we we would have code names or something, but they don't have code names. I mean, it is really just like classified top secret. Like this is back when you when we were kids and we would play, <laughs> we would play secret agent. It's like right. this is top secret. It, like that's a thing. So top secret is like, yeah, I mean, they are documents that are labeled top secret. And the National Archives says we want them back. You can't have them because uh, Mar-a-Lago is a turnstile. Anybody can go in and look at that stuff. I mean, anybody. So it sounds to me, and, and, and you all can fact check this, but it sounds to me that conversations and negotiations to get these files back have been going on since really the late part of 2021, early part of 2022. To get these documents back yes like th th this is the thing that that all of the republican all of the republican outrage is, is saying like this what we just saw with the fbi coming in like that there were a bunch of steps beforehand so if you got stuff you needed to do if this wasn't fair then turn over the documents early in the process you knew what they were looking right. for you didn't want to give them. so like all of that well, not only that, but in June, uh, the you know the Trump people did send about fifteen boxes worth of files, and Trump's attorneys at that time in June signed documents uh, indicating that there that that was it. There were no more documents. So no more. You're suggesting that they lied. No, I am not suggesting that they lied. I am saying they lied. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that they lied. They lied, right? Uh, the attorney signed affidavit saying, yep, you got everything. We don't have anything else. And when they're going through the records, they're like, oh, there's still some stuff missing. It, well, A, right. I, think, I think part of it too is as they were going through the documents that they got back, they were like, there's a lot of classified information in here. And there are, there are some things in, in these files that we did receive that are top secret, certain, you know, not just top. I don't, I, I would imagine there might be degrees of top secret, but I guess there were certain documents. It's like for presidential eyes only national security advisor eyes only kind of stuff. And so, well yeah. They, yeah, they had to go back and, and then they're like, oh, is there any more? Well, and apparently, at least if, 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 if uh, rumors on the internet are to be believed, and, and like you always say, the internet is never wrong. Oh, no, you say the internet always wins, don't you? Always wins. Um, always. There might be a mole at Mar-a-Lago that tipped the FBI off that there's more stuff. Yeah. I mean, there all, there has to be a mole, right? There has to be somebody, somebody there uh, somebody. that knows that knows what's happening. But the the thing to your point, they like so for all the things that they recovered. How much do you think? And I'm not just talking about since he's been a former president. 
But like, how much information do you think he's taken down the Mar-a-Lago or one of his other properties? And that Putin, like Putin, this is one of those things. Like, he doesn't have to send like a spy master. He just roll up on on one of the staff and say, "Hey, I got I I got five grand. (laughs) I got five grand if you just go to the storage closet and and get me the Manila envelope that says nuclear secrets." All right. I got. I mean, this is. I don't. I don't even think it'd take five grand. I, I actually think they'd be like, "Hey, can I go to the storage closet? I left. I left my shoe in there, and they let him in. <laughs> they would let him in. <laughs> I made a sandwich last week. Can I go retrieve my sandwich? <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, so for all, I don't know how many of you people who are listening are Trump supporters. I'm going to go out on the limb and say it's less than one percent. <laughs> But for those of you who are listening and are a Trump supporter, I'm just I just want to say to you right now, get all the help you need. There's no shame in in seeking help because your anger has to be at an all-time high. Like because if you're upset by Hillary's emails, yes, right? If if you have been if you've been perplexed as to why we have not been able to get Hunter Biden's laptop, yes. You are you're at heart attack level right now, logically speaking. Well, I mean, I mean if those things bothered you, yeah. <laughs> that's where you lost me. I mean, this logically, they me. logically they would have to be upset by this, right? There's no, I mean, unless those things didn't actually matter. I, I just remember lots and lots and lots of hand wringing mm-hmm. and being appalled and just yeah. on and on about the the. This is this is a violation of of uh, uh, security clearance, mm-hmm. and then that all of this stuff about like this is putting the country at risk, right? And all right. of this national defense, and uh, so like what now? Like <laughs> no hint, like national, and and again, this is like top secret. This is like, yeah. and it says top secret on the top of all other things, and it, and apparently it has to do with um, our um, some nuclear stuff, and it's just like, so we're gonna talk in a minute. We're gonna pivot and talk about the the Republican defense mm. of one Donald J. Trump. But you you wanted to do an early shout out to to just end this segment about the Mar-a-Lago search, right? There is I, someone in particular that you're trying to give some love to. I got to give credit to the president of the United States and, and he's going to share it with Merrick Garland because, but Joe Biden, president Joe Biden, (laughs) who, if you, for those of you who listened last week, I did kind of light into president Biden. I said he hadn't really done much, seemed to be kind of asleep at the wheel. Not this week. His, his justice department, this whole time. And Merrick Garland has been taking all sorts of heat. People from the left say, hey, you need to resign. <laughs> this, that, and the third. The whole time, they have been building their case against Donald John Trump. And Joe Biden, President Biden, kudos to you. <laughs> uh, he didn't know. He didn't know about this. That's the other thing. Like, like the Justice Department... They didn't give him a heads no. up. Like they found out. And here, here's what I want to say is like not only I, I think 
he has slowly built the case. I mean, the guy's mm-hmm. the guy's been a federal judge. He understands how this works. He slowly built his case. He's done all these things. We're still not quite sure what the charge is. Like, you know, if, if President, uh, former President Trump broke the law, we, we don't quite know what that is. There's lots of speculation now that mm-hmm. um, about that it, it could be different things. It could be about, you know, um, holding on to classified materials. And the, mm-hmm. But, but, then, to me, the stroke of genius is you have all these people who are out there saying, oh, this is terrible. You should resign. Conflict of interest. And he's like, OK, fine. Um, let's declassify the subpoena. Let, let, let's declassify right. what the, the, the warrant. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I believe it was warrant, not the subpoena. Let, let's declassify yeah. the warrant. Um, went to right. the judge and it's like, hey, he's already he's already made it public, so we can declassify it. It it it, it right. literally, Merrick Garland was like, I got receipts, I got receipts right. on the stuff we're doing. Yeah, yeah. So I give I give the president credit for hiring well. He hired. This is a good hire. Uh, Merrick Garland, good job. Great. No, not a good job. Excellent job. Excellent. Excellent job. Excellent he he and, and he did it by the book. And then yeah. I so and my other just thing is then everybody like we're gonna talk about this in a second, the attack on the FBI. Then the FBI, like everybody's coming after him, and he stands up and he says, Um, these people work hard, they're loyal Americans. I'm not gonna stand by and let you come after him. He was like, right. So we're gonna unseal this, you know. And supposedly there's even a story now that when Garland called him and said, Hey, we're executing this, he was like, Is there any way that we can decrease the heat on this? I'm like, I mean, this wow. dude th- this dude thinks that that he's on the apprentice. Right. I mean, and 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 here's the thing. Now, I don't know what all the protocol are when it comes to former presidents. But typically, the attorney general does not need to give anyone a phone oh. call before, hey, oh, by the way, I'm getting ready to, to raid your, your property. He doesn't owe him that. So Merrick Garland's done everything above board. He's done it by the book. And it does seem as if he has been walking, and we're going to get into this, kind of walking the GOP into a trap with their usual tropes yeah and they're just they're just falling into the landmines one after another after another um there's no good way out if you are a trump supporter on yeah i mean so let's make the shift is like i mean what we want to do is talk about the reaction to 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 the i I don't want to call it a raid because they knew they were coming. The Secret Service walked them back into the thing. You know, um, yep. pre- uh, uh, Trump was saying that um, that that they might have planted evidence. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, sir, but your attorney was on site and your attorney was standing right there. So if pl- evidence was planted, then she's a part of it. Like, yeah, come on. Now. Like, like, can like, I just t- can I just with, with, with regards to real quick on planning the evidence? I former President Trump. In this case, orange is not the new black. <laughs> FBI is not the FBI is not planning anything on you. Okay, last time I checked, you're not black. It ain't it. It didn't happen to you in this case. It ain't ever gonna happen. Nice try though. Orange is not the new black. 
was he trying to say was was he trying to say that that they came to to Mar-a-Lago with a no-knock warrant? Right. <laughs> exactly. They broke into my they broke into my resort my resort uh, hotel and, and clubhouse with a no-knock warrant. <laughs> I mean, he makes it seem like they had a battering ram. There was like a SWAT team with Bungie hey. coming down. Like, no. Look, I mean, this this is the this is what's so ridiculous. And, and maybe, maybe here's the out for for like regular people like you and me. We understand that when people come with a warrant to our house, like they, they ain't friendly. But like, we. Let, let's just be clear, y'all. He He's still, the president, still protected by Secret Service. His residence is still protected by Secret Service. So the right. FBI called the Secret Service because they need to raise that, right? Because they like the Secret Service isn't going to just let anybody through. So they called them to give them a heads up to tell her to come. And the Secret Service walked them um, into the resident. Um, it was a very specific warrant. So it wasn't for all of Mar-a-Lago. It was for his, um, apparently it was his office uh, that, that they went to. And, and and then and then the lawyer, his lawyer was there. Yeah. So like, I, I, I'm sorry to try to do, because it's a false comparison, but like, this one like Breonna Taylor. Like, I mean, like, no. like, like they weren't coming in the middle of the night, coming in like, and they weren't like surprising anybody like everybody knew right and, and, and so everyone knew and they weren't at the wrong house they weren't at the wrong house like and then but man engaging by the response right <laughs> gauging by the response it it's like it, well it, it it it's like president biden it's like he he called for this. Like he's the one that executed the warrant, and they were. I, I feel like they were suggesting, like you know, that Merrick Garland or the FBI did this on their own. It's a vendetta, and, and I was like, can you? And, and and like everybody, you know, Marco Rubio and, and and all. I mean, and Jim Jordan and all these people talking about like, man, the FBI have they has to answer some questions, and it's like, wait, yep. Aren't y'all the law and order? Please? Right. Like, aren't y'all the ones that, that like, you believe in law enforcement? Oh, no. Until January 6th, they believe Until in January 6th. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought blue lives mattered. They don't matter now? Well, this, I, I think the most concerning thing, like, all of the anger clearly is performative. Like, like, like mm -hmm. and when you see all the people standing up doing, the talking points, right? You know, mm -hmm. Donald Trump did his stuff and then everybody did the talking points. Like, so, okay, this is performative. The concern to me and why I think I wanted to make this its own section is shortly after that, you have a person who believed all this stuff according to his yep. social media page. Yep. Um, and then he makes an attack on... Um, the uh, the FBI office in Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and you know he wasn't able to get in, and they go on a high speed chase, and they end up killing him. But like they like all of the performative anger, all of the blaming, so mm -hmm. that so yep. that their nominee doesn't doesn't isn't the target of it. They're going to deflect that to field agents and others who work 
for federal law enforcement and they're going to put them in the line of fire? Like, yeah, what? Yeah. And I just, I, I think I just want to say, you know, like, um, and I know I'm stepping out into territory, but like for all of us who support Black Lives Matter and who were out with them and who like, and then, and then they're saying Black Lives Matter is the undoing and they're toppling, they're for toppling government on mm-hmm. that. We never, ever tried to like direct uh, mm-hmm. fire. Right. Right. It was criticism that we directed towards law enforcement. We never right. said, hey, Hey, like, go, go and take those people down. And I, I, I don't understand what world we're in. The, the, this is the party of law and order. These are the folks that, like, yes, we support, but now because of this one person, they're gonna now accuse the FBI, which ha- in in our day and age, unfortunately, has real consequences, like literally life and death consequences. Yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> It's so fascinating how they've they've embraced when when Black Lives Matter was calling for defund the police. I mean, you would have thought, you know, every person who was calling in the question, like how we fund law enforcement and how we allocate resources, were were trying to under completely undermine America. Now these are elected leaders who are like, oh, we should probably defund the FBI. Defund You're, the FBI. Defund yeah. the Department of uh, of Justice. Like, come on. I mean, so so none of those people, and, and so, but they don't understand this. But it's incumbent upon us that they can't ever say to us. And I, you know, I got to be honest. I'm not a big defund the police person. That's just not me. I think reallocating resources is is open for debate. But they, we can't allow them to tell people who are wanting to have a, a real conversation about what we do with law enforcement dollars and public safety dollars. They don't get to label them as being anarchists. Right. Because right. they're saying, hey, we just want better. Uh, we want better for our communities. And we don't think that spending all a, a, a huge chunk of our budget on uh on on law enforcement or police presence i should say we don't think that's the right way to go they're saying defund the department of justice defund the fbi like do they understand that the fbi that's counterterrorism that's the fbi people like you know who wants you to defund the fbi now now they truly are carrying uh, Putin's water. They're carrying uh, Al Qaeda. They're carrying all those groups. They're carrying the water for those groups because they're like, yes, if you're a terrorist network, hell bent on on taking something out on America, the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world, they're your biggest ally right now. Right. Right. They, but they don't get that. I don't understand how they don't understand this. They understand it, but what they need to do is they need to leave their guy frame clear, right? Just frame clear. Like they, they, and I, I'm just saying that we now have two incidents, two major incidents, January 6th, and then the fallout from that, where you just you put law, um, federal officers, 
in harm's way. And then now you have this. I mean, there was another attack in the Capitol today, wasn't there? Somebody trying to drive a car through something. I mean, these people have I, lost their mind, man. And the it people just, lost their mind. Come on, man. Like, it just... What happened? What didn't Kevin McCarthy used to be? Was he's? I I mean, what what happened? What what happened to the leadership of the Republican Party? I mean, they are all they are all at the 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 beck and call of Donald Trump. I don't under I don't understand what's happening with them. Well, and there are two 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 phases to this, right? Because one phase was everybody was just angry and calling on Garland to resign. Yeah. The FBI, but then once Garland, like we said, once he um, unsealed the warrant, then it was, and then they found out it was like nuclear secrets. Then a whole bunch of people went silent. Like there wasn't because Mm. what are you going to do, right? I mean, there were still some crazy people, right? Like uh, the the dude, a representative from Ohio, was like, "I think you could find this stuff on your phone." Really, dude. Really. <laughs> this ain't page six. This ain't people like that, company. Maybe you could right. find it on your phone. I can't find it on my phone. Right. 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 And then and then but I I, I can't remember that guy's name. I, I I shouldn't be lazy, dude. But but then the one guy I wanted to call out was Utah Representative Chris Stewart. Oh my god. He says Oh man, come on. You know, I I'm not sure there are it, nuclear secrets. I, for all we know. It could have been aliens. What? Like, I mean, like, can, can we? What? I like, mean, you're not even gonna make. You're not even gonna attempt to make a serious defense. Like, it, it, for all we know, it could be aliens. What? He's saying that Donald Trump had some paperwork about ET. <laughs> yeah. He, no, I, we I saw mean, the movie. Like, we saw the movie. You don't need paperwork on that. I, they, I, I, I mean, I gotta, I gotta tell you, man, the the links that that these people, these 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 are elected officials, elected officials, brother. I mean, these are people that are setting policy for you know for their their district for for the United States of America, and this fool is like, oh, how do we know it's not aliens? <laughs> I, I'm like, first of all. Because these are classified, top secret documents, you could literally say, "Well, what if it's?" And you could pick anything that could that it that is pos- that could be possibly imagined. You could say something just as equally ridiculous as that, because they're top secret classified documents. We don't know what's in them. That is the point. And and those things should not be. He's not entitled to them. I, I think this dude, Chris Stewart, he bought some stock in some media company that's doing a movie on Area 54 that's going to show on Netflix. And he, he's just trying to bump 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 up the, the stock. Wasn't that what, what Trump did during COVID? That there was uh, that, that one... Uh, pharmaceutical, and, and I think his, I think Jared was invested in the company or something crazy. I mean, there's always some sort of of angle um, with these people. I'm just, well, I'm, yeah, I'm, 
it's ridiculous. Here's the thing. So we've already seen them turn a blind eye towards state secrets, mm-hmm. right? National security, state secrets. They now turn a blind eye towards law enforcement. Uh-huh. Like, if you were dating this party, like, yeah, like, wow. just, I mean, like, <laughs> there are no lights that they would, like, next thing you know, you know what, Here, here's what I'm gonna do. I just think that what uh, the, the, the song mm-hmm. going into the November elections is they should hire Shaggy and just be like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Saw, saw saw you on the counter. Wasn't me. Saw you saw you creeping around. Wasn't me. And they just need to say it. And Shaggy would be like, "Wasn't him. It wasn't him. <laughs> I should. We 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 get we gave him boxes when he, mm. we saw him walking out with boxes from the White House. It wasn't him. Mm. Right. I, we did a search. We did a search of of of, of, of his of his club. Wasn't him. Right. <laughs> Don't be surprised if if Shaggy is being invited to the Republican National Convention I mean, in twenty twenty four. At this point, and Shaggy, I, I'm sorry for bringing you into this, but I, I feel like you need to do a song for them. It wasn't him, right? <laughs> I just come on, man. It, was, we, it wasn't him. Can we also just briefly mention that? So Trump was raided. In twenty four, less than twenty four hours later, he was giving a deposition, the state of, you know uh, of New York, that he plead he pleaded the fifth over four hundred times in a deposition. When several years ago, criticized anybody mm-hmm. who pleaded. I mean, it just it, yeah, yeah. Maybe the best that we can say is. President Trump, before he became president, said, I could shoot, I could go down on the streets of New York. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think, well, I can't remember what he said. Did he say Fifth he can go Avenue, down to Fifth Avenue and shoot Fifth somebody? Fifth Avenue, shoot somebody and, and, and just say, it wasn't me. The dude didn't shoot anybody, but you remember when he walked down the street and he had, you know, the, the police like clearing all the protesters out with tear he, gas just so he, he could hold the Bible upside down. He he had uh, the uh, he had the sword of the spirit, brother. That's yeah. more powerful than a gun. I mean, so he's kind. That's kind of what he was. You know, he's he. I think he. Be, not only does he believe that he's not wrong. Like his I, I, clearly, like all of you all, all, all. I mean, you're right. Less than one percent, but the, yeah. It, you know, all, all y'all, all y'all that are down with him, just, 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 just turn your books to two Corinthians. <laughs> Man, why you got to do them? Like, and put, like put some Shaggy in the background. Y'all good. <laughs> and then and, and sit down and sit down to a Big Mac. I mean, I, I, I just bet that those churches today. This is we're we're recording on a Sunday. We're just so salty. I mean, and you, I'm wondering like if if they if they have even they're probably going to try to change the passages to change the name of Satan to Nancy Pelosi, right? They'll find some way to Barack Obama. Oh man, but I, I, I but I to be but. But but really though the the reaction 
to what this pre this former president has done is really shocking and I think it's been a theme over the last few episodes that we've talked about this, that there is something really dangerous. And, you know, we've seen two different attacks in this past week on federal property in response to uh, the president's troubles. And I don't think, I, I don't think those are outliers. No, uh, they're not. I mean, we had, I mean, it, and it's easy. We got swept under the rug. There was a guy who had, this was like two years ago where he had, you know, was driving around in a van full of weapons and explosives and he had sent death threats to Pelosi. Um, Eric's, uh, what's the guy uh, from California? Eric um, Stowell. Yeah. He had gotten a death, he released a, a death threat. Uh, a video message that he had gotten this week, which was just, it was, it was frightening. The no, rhetoric, I mean, it's, it's, it's scary. It's really it, scary what's going on right now. This is the threats are real, especially yeah. now, like the, they're real. And that's why just unleashing, I mean, at one point you could unleash a barrage of criticism, but now the threats are real. And I don't know how you in good conscience can, can stand up and then do what you need to do to unleash that. Yeah, I, I think I do think you're right. I think in the over the last 15, 20 years, um, you know, it's it's moved from death threats, I think, to scare people. Right. Like to truly scare people now. I don't think they're trying to scare them. Exactly. They're just they're warning them. And uh that's frightening. I I don't I mean something's got something's got to um something's going to have to to give something's going to have to change in a For hurry sure. um cuz this is not this is not okay and i think as actions continue against the president we're only going to see these sorts of activities increase for sure i mean it's yeah. and it's going to get worse as we get closer to november yeah yeah man we need to talk about sports yeah yes please <laughs> you so one of the I don't know about you but this year has been kind of an odd year for me as a baseball fan uh my local team our local team the Royals decided that that fans don't deserve the right to watch games on television apparently oh right uh and so but the team that seems to be on every single night are the San Diego Padres Yes, and they have become my second, kind of my second team, uh, and the the biggest name on that team and one of the biggest names faces in the sport is Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh, he had a week. Oh, and not a very good one either. Uh, you want to tell everybody what happened to uh, Fernando Tatis Jr.? <laughs> um, so Fernando Tatis, he's a, a starting shortstop for the San Diego Padres. He, one of the most dynamic, charismatic, he's, he's mm -hmm. one of the stars of Major League Baseball. He's yeah. 23 years old, so he's, yeah. he's really young. Last year, he had a bad shoulder, mm -hmm. still led the Major Leagues in home runs, something like hit 45 home runs, right? This is a shortstop that just hit 45 home runs. Didn't play the whole year. He actually missed like the last six weeks of the season. Well, going into the year, it was already um, a bummer for a lot of fans because um, 
he injured he broke his wrist going mm-hmm. into the season and um, the rumors are reports are that he broke his wrist riding a motorcycle so there's a lot to be said about like you know if you're a multi-million dollar player um, and mm-hmm. you, know, like, you don't get on a motorcycle you don't do crazy right. no so he hadn't played all year but he was on rehab he's getting ready the Padres then went out and, and made a trade um, for Juan Soto another mm-hmm. just just dynamic young player um, won a World Series with the Washington Nationals and so they would have had uh, a lineup in which they would have featured uh Fernando Tatis Jr., um, Manny Machado, and Juan Soto. I mean, that is a killer lineup. And, yeah. and they got other they got other hitters in there, but like those three. Yeah. Those. Like, yeah. Well, so he supposedly is getting ready to be put on rehab assignment, and so the idea is going. You know, um, the last six weeks of the season, the Padres were gonna. Uh, we're gonna um, get all get Tatis back, get, get their mm-hmm. lineup. They, going into the playoffs, they would have been a fear team, and then yeah. we get word yeah. that he tested positive for performance enhancing drugs. Oh, um, man, and he's now suspended for eighty games. Eighty games. So a major league baseball season, for those of you who don't know, is one hundred and sixty-two games. So essentially. He's out for the rest of this year, and then he'll be out for at least, what, another probably 40 games? 40 it to dep- 50 games next year? Yeah, so it depends. They have 48 games left to play this year. So um, he'll miss 48 games. And then if they make the playoffs, how, ah. depending on how far they go into the playoffs, um, that will determine how many games he misses next year. So if, he may, if, if the Padres make a run, like they're capable of doing, even without him um, – you know, he'll miss some time next year, but the, the, we're not quite sure how much. How does that work, Date? So not saying it's going to happen because they, they've got some ground to make up. The Dodgers are the best team in the National League and uh, in baseball. If San Diego were to win the World Series, does he get a ring? I mean, um, Potential, so he would be eligible for a ring because he was on the roster. He was hurt. Mm. He was on the roster. Yeah. Um, the reports are that the uh, the Padres are, as you could imagine, not very happy with him. And the the team issued a statement saying um, that they believe in the process. Yeah. Meaning the the drug suspension process. They hope. Fernando learns from this. Yeah. I mean, that's not a ringing endorsement. It's not a ringing endorsement. What it tells me is that he wants out of, uh, honestly, I think he wants out of San Diego. He can't. He, he can't, want, dude. He, he, wants a, he wants a bigger market. I, I think he wants a trade. Well, I, I think he's he acting want, out right now. He can want a trade. He can do all that. He, he just signed a huge contract last year. Like, he, he, he can win. He has no credibility right now. But this is the modern athlete, though, Dave. I mean, look at Kevin Durant. He's in a very similar situation. He just signed an extension with the switch in basketball, Brooklyn Nets, last year. And now he is trying to strong arm the owner, not the general manager. He's trying to strong arm the owner Yeah, to I, get traded. I hear you. I, I know we're in a different place with the athlete. Um, 
I mean, as as much as the KD situation is crazy, and we maybe should spend some time talking about that at some point, but he has he doesn't have it. He has he had as as much as you want to roll your eyes. He had way more. He has way more credibility than Tatis has. Mm-hmm. Tatis. So I, I want to be clear. As great of a player as he is, and he is. Yeah. He's he's not ever played a full season. No. Like in his first year, he got hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. Then last year he he had a he had a jacked up shoulder and he was playing. And then he comes into this year with a broken wrist. They were gonna he was gonna be there to make a run and he's on like he the the question we should be asking, and I know you were you were just kind of putting out there that you know, is he acting out? The question should be asking is will he and his reputation recover from this? Cause I like I like does he then go into a different he was seen at, he was going to be the kind of player that baseball would build around. Everybody yeah. wanted to be like, and, and he might now be a, a third, fourth tier star. Like, I mean, you can make the case that A-Rod never recovered from his um, bouts <laughs> with PEDs. I mean, that, that genius. His contracts recovered though. Well, that doesn't mean he's not going to make money, all, all of that. But I, I don't know. I, and I got to say, like, I'm all about giving people second chances. And Bob Novin's come out and said he's mm-hmm. remorseful. But, I mean, when starting pitcher on your team, you know, says that, that, that um, you we he has to realize that this is not about him. You know, mm. uh, when Manny Machado talks about like it's really it was disappointing news to get when um, the general manager talks about the fact that there are trust issues like he needs to get right. Like, come on, man. And, and, and part of me is thinking, you know, he wanted to play and he wanted to get back so bad. And, and, and we don't do know that particular mm-hmm. kinds of steroids. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know, like what kind does what, but particular kinds of steroid, um, it doesn't make you hit the ball farther. It actually helps your recovery. So that's like, maybe he was getting frustrated with, with, with that. I mean, that's all speculation, but man, you got to get right, Tatis. Well, like, his story is that he had ringworm man. and that this this medication that he took contained this illegal substance. I mean, I don't know about you. If, if you've never had ringworm, I mean, how do we know? It could be. How do we know it wasn't ringworm? It could have been anything. I mean, if we, if we, if we're the dude from Utah, who knows what Tatis was trying to do? I mean, he, uh, I don't think. I don't think he's going to be a third or fourth tier star. I think it's up to him. I think either he comes back refreshed and focused on being the best player he can be. He's still young. That I don't think this will tarnish his career i think he is definitely a i mean he's a five-star player in my my view but if his head doesn't get right to your point i don't think it's an issue of if, if his head doesn't get right he may not be playing man get right for that like i i, I want to start cheering for you again you get you got to earn back the trust but look if we're gonna talk about baseball so that is everything we we got to talk about the hometown team yeah, you've been you, you've been wanting to lay into them all weekend. I mean, they well, so here the, the the thing is that they thought coming into this year they well, we were told as fans that they were going to be competitive, mm-hmm. and then they 
first month of the season, immediately start taking they're And then they decided to trade away some of their assets. And by assets, I mean um, players who didn't get vaxxed. And once they traded away their assets, they let the young guys play, right? Yeah. So they, they, they called up uh, Pasquantino. They called up Prado, right? They, they called up Massey. Um, they, uh, MJ Melendez uh, uh, shouldn't have – he was supposed to be the, the, the heir apparent to Salvi. Um, he's, he's been playing. And uh, these young – oh, and then they uh, – Isbell get, gets um, kind of the, the regular gig now that, that Benintendi's gone. And these young kids start playing. And oh yeah, because here's the thing: like they have something to play for, they got something to prove. And and as we're recording this, we just finished up a series with the Dodgers. So so mm-hmm. I'm gonna use I'm gonna manipulate the statistics to my advantage, and I'm just like pre pre Dodgers pre Dodger series. So the Dodgers took two or three Kansas City, uh, but pre Dodgers, mm-hmm. right? Kansas City had won three out of four games. Six out of eight games. That's three series. This was this this was at one point the losingest team in baseball. Yeah, and they are starting to play with passion and fire, and their pitchers are coming along. Like Brady Singer is pitching like like he is a number one. Um, they, their two lefties are 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 they're not pitching great, but they're out there fighting. Um, and, and we need those guys next year to show uh, Chris Bubik and, and mm-hmm. uh, Daniel Lynch. We need them to show it, to show that they're legit. Like, uh, so, so that we can slot Brinky into a, a, a mentor, but back of the rotation mm-hmm. starter. This team's legit. And, and I know, so let me just preempt this. Jerry's like, hey, nobody want to hear about the road. I don't care. This, <laughs> this podcast is called Trailblazer. And there are two members of the podcast. And you could have turned this off a long time ago, and you might turn it off now. But <laughs> we live in Kansas City, the Kansas City Royals. At times, you have to give some love to your hometown team, and they have been playing worthy of the love. Okay, uh, yeah. I, I'm gonna quit my homerism, and and you, you you can throw cold water on me all you want. I love that you're excited about um, Kansas City Royals. It would be nice if I could see them. On television, that would be great. Well, I mean, you can at the, at the sports bar down the street. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or you buy that stupid app. For those of you who don't know, they want to charge Royals fans. Was it uh, thirty bucks a, a month? Thirty it bucks a, a month to watch Royals games. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, I think it's twenty bucks a month. But twenty bucks a month. The only way, it. unless you have Time Warner cable spectrum. So unless you have the worst cable provider in the history <laughs> of man you don't get to watch the royals on television or you pay 30 bucks a month for the privilege of watching the royals on television and it's not going to do it so I'm, I'm rooting on the padres man well the padres are coming to town at the end of the month without fernando tatis jr well which means they'll be blacked out because we're here in kansas city we won't be able to watch them so oh. i won't eat I, I won't be able to be able to watch the, the Padres games now. Or, or we could just Royals. go to the stadium. I would go to the stadium if I would have had a chance to see him on television. I'm going to a game. I'm going to see the Padres at Bridge. Man. Juan Soto, Manny yeah. Machado. Okay. 
I mean, the 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 and the, the, and the ghost and the ghost of Fernando Tatis uh, it, Jr. It, I mean, the the long the long haired closer for, yeah. from the Brewers, hater, hater, hater. Yeah. Yes, and, and their shark their starting shortstop is is a a, a Korean dude. Okay. See, come All on. Right. Okay. But, uh, and like I, I do love Father Padres are a fun dynamic team, but I I ain't cheering for y'all over the Royals. No, not happening. They'll 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 destroy us, but hey, you know. No, this is the crowd town. All right, I, all right, man. I'm I'm glad that you're excited. I'm glad. I, I'm excited. That, you know, but you want Mike Matheny fired after the end of the year, like I do. Um, I. I mean, somebody has to be held responsible. It wasn't the hitting coach's responsibility for them doing so poorly. Um, I I guess I would just say this is the Royals have proven that they weren't able to hit and they weren't able to pitch. Coming into the – like after the year started, they were terrible. We got rid of the hitting coach, but we still have Cal Eldred. Like what what has he shown – like, I mean, these young guys are starting to do okay, but I, I just don't understand. And I'm I'm not convinced that Matheny's a guy. Um, I like I I think he, he would have hung on to wit if he if if uh, if he could have. Like, here's, so here, here's my thing though, okay, about professional baseball players. When you've gotten to this point in the major league, I don't think you really need a hitting coach. I don't think you really need a pitching coach. I think you need a get in there and do whatever it takes coach. I mean, I I, I don't know, dude. I, I think, I mean, you know, Tiger had a swing coach in in uh, uh, in the NBA. You, you got assistant coaches like and just that. I'm a big fan of the Mavericks. And so they got assistant coaches. One is a defense specialist and one is an offensive specialist. And I mean, I still think you could use someone who um, will kind of just kind of help you get through the long season and, and kind of improve, or at least kind of look out for things. I, I, I'm not going to go as far as yet. I mean, I don't know what these people do. I've never been a player, but, Apparently, all major league teams feel like you need a hitting coach and a and a and a, a bad coach. And, but but why is it that the same teams every year seem to, to the, the the guys seem to know how to hit? Yeah, and then because the same teams every year, no matter who's the batting coach, they don't know how to hit. Because a two hundred million dollar payroll versus a sixty million dollar payroll will do that for you. I mean, that's a whole economics disparity thing. But see, that's my point. Like if you are playing for the Royals <laughs> and you are not making 30, 40 million dollars a year, your incentive for putting in all the work you need to to become a better hitter is seeing what those guys are making. When you see what Juan Soto is is getting your incentive is like I need to be hitting. I need to be swinging for five hours a day because I'm making two million. I want to make twenty next year or thirty. That's but, the incentive. You don't need a damn hitting coach. But, but the it, money, it, for coach. But it, no, dude, no. Because <laughs> if, if you got a hitch in your swing, I mean, it, it, it. I, I mean, Tiger at the height of his game still had a swing coach. What? Why do you have a swing coach? <laughs> because Elon. 
<laughs> England took to him with that that nine iron. <laughs> Come on, man. See, all right, we need to move on before you start. You, you really get us a joke. I'm just saying the money the money should be enough to be your hitting coach. You don't need oh. some guy wearing a, a a uniform that's too tight on him, <laughs> telling you how to swing a bat. You're a professional. Swing the bat. Get a hit. I, I I doubt my hit's gonna do. You know, just like just just like every so often, I I could use someone from the outside to give me some perspective on some stuff. Like these guys need some perspective sometimes. Like, I'm not mad at them. I'm not even gonna ask what. I'm not. I'm not touching that one. I'm just. <laughs> we're. <laughs> All right, man. Let's do shout outs and call outs. Oh. Man, I got a you... shout out. I was gonna do a call out, but I decided I'm gonna do a shout. Do out. do your shout out, man. Do your right. shout out. I'm gonna stay positive and do a shout out, and I'm gonna stay positive and uh, or I'm gonna stay local. So the four of y'all that don't live here and listen to us, this don't mean anything <laughs> to you, but I gotta say, school for the Kansas City uh, Public Schools it it, it starts um, a week from Monday. Mm. Um, and uh, although that doesn't mean anything because when we publish that folks won't know, right? So school starts on the 22nd and Kansas City Public Schools is going into the year with an interim superintendent. Our superintendent did an amazing job. He got us accreditation again, but he went back home. I'm not mad at him. Dr. Mark Bedell did a great job, loved him while he was here, loved what he brought with him. But uh, he turned over the reins to, um, his deputy superintendent, her name is Dr. Jennifer Collier. Um, I, uh, the connection is that she was actually the principal of my daughter's uh, elementary school when they went there uh, for a time. So she's known them. We, I've gotten to see her as a uh, principal. I've gotten to see her as an HR person. I've gotten to see her as the um, chief of staff and deputy superintendent. She's amazing. She has the right temperament. She loves uh, the district. She loves kids. And she is about just anything that she can do to make this uh, district better and to make a, um, a, a positive, healthy learning environment uh, for kids, as well as supporting teachers, she will do. I'm so excited to see the district under her leadership. Um, I think this is the first step. This year will be the first step to getting her the permanent superintendent's role and so just my shout out and just deep love and appreciation for uh dr collier and um her leadership and what she's going to be doing for uh the kids the faculty the staff the parents and families of uh, kansas city public schools oh man that's a great that's a great shout out man He's, I, she deserves it she, oh. she is all good see and so now I feel like my call out is completely <laughs> inappropriate. I have a call out though for it, it's a it's a shared call out. I'm calling two, two out, for one. It's a two. I'm, for. I'm calling out streaming services. Okay, I'm oh. calling out Hulu. I'm calling out Apple Plus, Netflix, all of you all. Okay, so. Two shows that I have really gotten into over the past month, month and a half. One is on, on Hulu called The Old Man with Jeff Bridges. 
And the other show that I just wrapped up uh, that I didn't realize I was wrapping up until there was a, a wasn't a, a follow up episode, which was Severance on Apple Plus. Oh. It's uh, the, the show uh, directed and you know, produced by Ben Stiller. Both excellent shows. Here's the problem. Here's why I'm calling you out. Neither the old man or Severance, the season finales weren't actually finales. It's just like, yep, that's the end of the season. Like, I'm sorry, what? I I've been waiting for a month for the the what I thought was going to be the the upcoming episodes of the old man, but they're like, no, that seventh episode that was the end of the season. Uh, Severance. Wait. I'm like, oh, yeah. are they are they bridging to the next season though? I mean, it. I guess except. <laughs> These episodes don't like give you the feel like you just ended the season. It felt like, oh, that was the end of that episode, and you're waiting for the next episodes, but the it'll just pick up next season. I'm like, so to Hulu, to Apple Plus, I my call out to you is like, thank you for wasting my time. Thank you for you know, for I invested hours and hours and hours when I could have been productive, when I could have been doing anything, I could have been meditating, exercising, um, you know, doing my my work travel receipts, anything. But instead, I got invested in these shows. And then right when I thought we were going to get the big payoff, you just pulled the rug out from under me. So all of you, Netflix, you don't have anything worth watching. Um, but uh Amazon just, Prime, I, I Amazon Prime hasn't screwed me over yet, but Apple Plus, Hulu, you're on my you're on my list. That's just call for season two. You're just call for list. season two. I mean, I yeah, I'm not happy. Not happy. <laughs> okay, streaming service, just give Jerry his second season of of those shows. He's gonna need that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I I will say Hulu. Thank you for your giving us a, fi a final season of Atlanta. Thank <laughs> you for that. Um, uh, have you started? Uh, uh, have you watched Woke on Hulu? Have you watched that? Um, I haven't because I, Hulu is the one service. It's I don't it, have. It, it, it's it, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But I um, and I hear uh, Murders Only in the building is also pretty good. So I may Hulu may get off my list, but Apple Plus. Because I still have a bone to pick with you on For All Mankind for a couple of these characters that just annoy the piss out of me. And especially the way, especially the way this season ended, I was not expecting that. One of my favorite characters is gone. Uh, off the show. Okay, don't don't yeah. do we, we gotta do a spoiler. Maybe we'll do a for all mankind um like uh, a, a breakdown of that. But then we got to get. I think we need to. I, I think we do. We need to do a breakdown of for all mankind. There's I'm just down. so much to unpack there. Yeah, yeah. I'm down. I love it. I, 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 yeah. I, you got me into the show, and and I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm hooked. I'm hooked. Dude, we made it through another episode. Man, another one. Wait, no, he says and another one. Uh, <laughs> three weeks in a row, man. So we are. This is a, this is officially a thing. So keep it rolling. We are podcast. We everybody, you're, we're podcast official. So all four of our listeners and Whitney, uh, 
we are <laughs> we are podcast official. You know, people are going to start getting pissed off at us because they're going to be like, "Well, why aren't you? Why aren't you calling us out? Where's our? Well, where's let, our us shout know, out? let us know you're listening. Just yeah, just, you know, shout right. out. Yeah, Where, give how, us a shout how, out. How, how can they shout out to you, Jerry? Uh, you know, I'm on on the Twitter at Jerry Wyco. Um, Jerry, then W Y C O, because I'm I'm a I'm an original dot, and <laughs> I can't I can't help myself. Um, but yeah, that's that's the best way to get at me. Um, if you've you, you or if you want to talk, if you want us to min- talk about something on the show that maybe you think would be interesting, just hit us up. Absolutely, you can you can holler at me at, at date m. That's at d e t h i m. And um, yeah, we, we, we'd love we'd love some ideas, but I, I, I think you just heard we're going to do a breakdown of For All Mankind, and then we're going to bring Whitney on and, and do some, uh, we're going to talk with Whitney about some uh, health equity kinds of stuff, apparently. And coffee elitism. Uh, see, we're, we're going to end it now before <laughs> we, we, we get into this. <laughs> that we're going to have a discrepancy about this, and, and I'm going to need Whitney to back me up. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna, yeah, you, you, you're gonna, you two are gonna need to rely on each other because I'm coming in guns blazing, man. All right, on you all, just, on the just blaze, just blaze that Keurig, all yeah. those disposable pods, <laughs> keep blazing away. <laughs> all that plastic in the landfill, go ahead. <laughs> well, you put it like that, man. But you know what, y'all, on that note. Thank you all for joining, uh, you know, Trailblazing. Rate, review, and subscribe. And we will catch y'all on the flip side, y'all. Yes, peace. peace.